0: Hi, it's Melissa Moore. Welcome to Mile High Magazine. Happy to have you with us on this Sunday. Looking forward to conversation today with Kevin Peterson. We've talked to him numerous times. Always love the conversations. Kevin Peterson from the Chronic Hope Institute. Good morning, Kevin. Good
1: morning, Melissa. How are you doing today?
0: I am doing fantastic. Good to talk with you. And I know today we're going to talk about domestic violence. Last month, Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Let's kind of really talk about the simplicity and start with that what is domestic violence?
1: And that that is a great question because, you know, it's a more complex answer than you think it is. There's actually about six different kinds of domestic violence. The first one is what everybody knows it's the, is the physical abuse, you know. Right. The, the overpowering someone, you know, de- and denying someone medical care, forcing them to use drugs and alcohol, hitting, that sort of thing. Yep. The, n- the next one is sexual abuse, which is coercing or attempting to coerce any sexual contact or behavior without consent Mm -hmm. okay then the next one is emotional abuse which is undermining an individual's sense of self worth and self-esteem so it's just like you know criticizing belittling going after them name calling
0: the gaslighting Um, too correct exactly that's exactly what that would be yeah
1: and and then economic abuse, this is really, this is a big deal right here. Oh. It's con- controlling or restraining someone's ability to acquire or use, maintain economic resources, meaning controlling their ability to get access to money and purchase things. So, you know, it's when one person has all the power mm-hmm. and doesn't allow the other person to, to buy anything, shop, do anything without their control and consent.
0: Wow. Um, I have never heard of economic abuse. Yeah. And then the last
1: two is physical, uh, psychological abuse which right. is you know the intimidation threatening physical harm or I'm going to hurt the kids or I'm going to hurt somebody else if you don't do what I tell you to um, and then here's the one that really caught me and I have to tell you I did, I wasn't aware of this that this was classified as domestic violence is technological abuse oh uh, yeah and it's it's any, any pattern of behavior that is intended to harm, threaten, control stalk, harass, impersonate exploit, extort or monitor wow. another person through technology how about that?
0: Huh? Well I mean I I've been through it. I mean, I went through emotional yeah. abuse and technology, but I didn't realize technology that it had a term.
1: Yeah. And I mean, you hear the term like what we hear in the therapy world. We hear the term a lot. Um, and i and'' that'd be a little cringy, but it's like, you know, it's when somebody has pictures of you that you don't right. want anybody else to see. Yeah. You know, the, the revenge pictures. Yeah. The and revenge
0: porn that, is what they've called it. Yeah,
1: exactly. Revenge porn and that sort of thing. Um, And so it's really sort of got its own classification, which is um, good. Right. It's good that that's there. But it's it's really sad that that's that's where that goes. And that's what has to happen. Yeah.
0: Well, and it's sad, too, that there are so many different types of domestic violence, types of abuse that we've had to put them into so many different categories.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, it really is, and it's 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 just it's the whole. I mean, you know, it's interesting. You know, domestic violence and everything along those all the all the different categories that we talked about are all about power and control. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's what it really comes down to is that the person that is perpetrating onto the other person, you know, the perpetrator or the victim, it's really it's all about power and control and domination yep. and dictating behavior.
0: Right, right, right. Absolutely, yeah. it is. And I had a therapist one time say to me that. Sometimes it is easier to treat the physical domestic violence over the psychological or the emotional. That that's a di- that's even more difficult to treat.
1: You know, that's the absolute truth, and, and we're gonna that's gonna lead us into a, a conversation about trauma. Um, but but when you talk about something where someone is physically being abused, it it almost feels easier because it's easy to identify, right, and understand. And you're like, oh, right, I get it. You know, I mean, it, I don't like it, but I get it. Sure, and it's e- it's easy for me to acknowledge. And understand that that was abuse, and I need to respond to that and I need to get help with that. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas, when you start talking about the emotional and the psychological abuse, the challenge becomes that here's the pattern that that gets laid in, and this is the really dangerous part. The psychological abuse, the person that's being abused starts to think that's normal, Mm -hmm. and, and they don't understand that that behavior is not normal and that it's unacceptable. So when, when a therapist or even a friend or a family member says, hey, I want you to understand you're accepting unacceptable behavior, they're like, well, what do you mean? I don't right. know any different. I think this is normal. Isn't this a normal loving relationship? And that's the challenge of, of dealing with that side of the abuse.
0: Absolutely. And I think yeah. people sometimes in those relationships where it's not physical abuse, don't even realize it's abuse, it is domestic violence, and that it is going to lead to trauma.
1: Absolutely. And, and also, you know, the thing is too, and this is very much like our conversations previously about addiction, is that domestic violence also tends to be a generational concept. You know, it, it tends to be something that someone witnessed, you know, even the perpetrator may have witnessed it, that this is what the relationship, the home life, the child life, their life as a kid was. Mm-hmm. And so they think it's normal. Yep. And, and then the, perp- the the victim probably came from a similar environment on some level. And is sure. also like, oh, well, you know, okay, sure. You know, that you, you'll hear them literally say things like, oh, I deserved that. Yeah. You know, that was, that was, my fault and it's like no 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 right that's not your fault
0: right well and it goes back to that picking what you know sometimes when you're young and you're looking for a partner
1: yeah and then it also then you get you also get cycled into this concept of i'd rather have a bad relationship than no relationship i don't i don't which i don't think people wake up in the morning and think gee i really i would rather be abused than be alone right i think i think it's, it's a subconscious behavior pattern of I don't want to be left alone. Or, you know, in the case of situations where like we talked about with the economic abuse, it's like I can't leave. Yes. You yeah. Know, I have no resources.
0: Yep, yep. I've heard yeah. I've heard that from a lot of women. Yep, absolutely.
1: And, 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 and yes, and believe it or not, it happens to men as well. Right,
0: and I, and I do want to acknowledge that because that is yeah. very true, and we don't talk about that near as often.
1: Well, you know, because there's all sorts of stigma, right? Of, sure. You know, men saying that they've been there, whether, it, whether it's a, a heterosexual or a homosexual relationship, whether they're being abused, it's, it's, you know, as a man, you can't say that sort of thing. Yep. It's, oh, my God, what's wrong with you? You know and and there's there's just there's layer upon layer upon layer of stuff
0: there yeah there sure is well let's talk we've touched a little bit about the trauma and we've thrown that word around but when we hear the term trauma what is it what are we talking about here
1: well, here, so here, this is kind of the clinical term, okay? There's three kinds, there's three main types of trauma, acute, chronic, and complex. So acute trauma, it's like a one-time incident. Like, let's, let's just say like a, like a car accident, you know, or, or you witness, you know, you watch a car accident, you see somebody get hit, that can be trauma, mm-hmm. or, or you get assaulted, physically assaulted, or you get hit by a car, but it's a one-time thing, sure. okay? And then chronic is repeated and prolonged. That's what we're talking about in domestic violence and abuse. Mm -hmm. Okay? And then complex trauma is exposure to varied and multiple traumatic events. Um, generally, what we call them is invasive and interpersonal. So, so it can be complex trauma can be not just the physical. It can like all those the six categories. It's getting all six of those on a repeated, consistent environment. Mm. And and here's the other thing that we talk about in our world, in the therapeutic world, we we have what we call big T trauma and little T trauma. Huh, and, okay. You know what I will what will happen as a therapist is we get folks that come in and say, oh, I don't have any trauma. And here's the thing. I want to be clear with you. Everybody has trauma. Yeah. You know, there's no such thing. Sure. Um, and But but that's because they're thinking of big T trauma. I've never been to war. Um, I've never been assaulted. I've never, you know, witnessed a murder. I've never seen those things. Mm. I get it. But that's not what we're talking about. That's a very small category, a percentage of the trauma people we're talking about. The little T trauma is more focused upon the day-to-day stuff, you know, as a child, did you see your parents fight? Did you get picked on? Um, you know, did you, you know, did you fall down off a jungle gym? You know, but little stuff like that. Those things accumulate, and that's that we call that. That's trauma as well. What we call it little t trauma, mm-hmm. and it's just as valid. It's just sure. it's just as valid. And there's a great study done by the CDC, um, Kaiser Permanente, and Emory University called the ACE study. You can Google it and go up on the CDC website. And what we do, like when everyone comes in to see me, I put them through a, a survey where I give them their ACE score, mm. and it tell. And so the interesting thing in the ACE study is, it's um, the higher your score. This is really fascinating. The higher your incidence of um, dropping out in school, being incarcerated, pregnancy, teenage pregnancy, addiction smoking, um, mental health issues, chronic health issues. And and everybody thinks, wow, all these little, they don't realize all these little things add up and that directly affects your life.
0: So by doing the ACE study, you're having them look at all the little pieces of trauma and the big pieces of trauma and add them up
1: absolutely and it's and the thing isn't to, to present to somebody that oh my gosh look how you know look at what how hard things are for you how how you know how much, how much you're struggling sure you know it's it's more along the lines of presenting to them like hey let me explain to you why these things are happening mm. and, and 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 now I can show you how to get help right you know right and by the way ACE stands for adverse childhood experiences sorry oh, I didn't say
0: okay okay I was wondering yeah. what that so that is really interesting that they've done a study on it and it is it's a drop in the bucket kind of thing where it all starts adding up.
1: Yep, yep, yep. And it's it's one of those things that everybody has trauma on some level no sure. every, every I don't care who you are, you know. And 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 uh, and it's really about learning how how it disrupts your emotional growth, your physical growth and your mental health and your mental well-being.
0: So fascinating, and I'm sure that's good information for you as a therapist to say, "Okay, now we can deal with it."
1: Oh gosh, it's 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 one of those things where when you start talking to someone and and they start telling you their story, well, I always tell people, just talk. Just talk about anything you want to talk about. I don't care. Just talk. Mm-hmm. Because you're, what I look at you is you're a jigsaw puzzle. The more you talk,
0: mm-hmm. the more
1: pieces of the puzzle I get. Yep. And and I start fitting the pieces together. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh,
0: yep. okay, now I get it. Yeah. You know?
1: And and that tells me, oh, okay, this is what we need to do. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. So so somebody's gone through domestic violence. Maybe they're still in the thick of it. Uh, What and, and you see that as a family member, as a friend or maybe you're the person themselves. What can they do to get help?
1: Well, so the first thing I always tell people is, um, you know, there's some basics that you want to do. If some, if, if your, if your friend comes to you and says, "Hey, I, I'm, str- I'm, you know, something's happening and I need help," right? You, you want to listen, just listen, you know, and that's that's the number one thing we always just listen and then 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 offer support. Let them know they're not alone and that you're going to help them find a solution, mm-hmm. you know. And then provide resources. The number one resource is is the domestic violence hotline website. it's It's literally called the dot org. Oh, okay. and that's the National domestic violence. and you you punch into that website and it literally says, you know the first thing that comes up is it's a security alert. Um don't worry about the fact that you're looking on the internet. This will not this will not come up on your search history. Oh interesting. Nobody will know.
0: Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. And
1: and then um, it also says uh, you know, here's punch in your zip code. You can but you can also call, chat or text and you'll get immediate support and immediate help right away.
0: Oh, that is awesome. And I know the text feature is huge, especially for women that or men that are in a situation where you can't have your significant other hearing you on the phone. Nope,
1: exactly. One hundred percent. And that's why they do it this way. This is the National Domestic Violence Hotline um, and it's the hotline dot org and. And that's really, that's the number one place to go anywhere in the country. And you can, first of all, someone will respond to you right away. Mm-hmm. And you can also punch in where you live and you'll get resources.
0: Right. And I think that is a, that is such a huge thing for folks to know. And I know you also offer help because, I mean, the trauma can linger for years.
1: Yes. And there's all sorts of different treatments for trauma um, that uh, including, you know, there's there's traditional uh, CBT cognitive behavioral therapy. There's also somatic therapies, which are well, that means it's like a body centered therapy, mm-hmm. because it turns out the trauma lives in your brain and it lives in your body. Yes. It like stays inside you. Yes. And. Um, So you can talk it out, but you're also probably going to have to do some body work, some breath work and to probably work to get that uh, to help you with that. And then the other big piece right now is what we call EMDR, yes, which is, you know, eye movement, desensitization, reintegration. And it's it was it was came on the scene about 30 or 40 years ago. And, and back then, it was considered kind of like, what's this crazy nonsense? Yeah. And it has now become the standard for trauma therapy. Yeah. There's so much about the brain we don't understand. And But to be able to get one tool like this, and and, and we, da- we do have some folks in our facility that offer it at the Chronic Hope Institute. And um, we also have some folks that do the breath work and the somatic therapy as well.
0: I love hearing that. Yeah, I have a massage therapist friend, and her saying, as always, your issues are in your tissues. <laughs> That's great. I yeah. Feel that. And it's so true.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That is, but it is, it's the absolute truth. There's yep. no questions asked. By the way, the other thing we get a lot as therapists is, oh yeah, I grew up and this is what happened and blah, 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 but I'm all better. And, and it's funny because they're in your office telling you, here are all my problems, but <laughs> that, that, that horrible event that happened yeah. to me as a child, I'm fine. I'm, I'm like,
0: fine. I'm fine. Okay, I got it.
1: <laughs> okay. So, and then, that, you know, suddenly all of a sudden we're linking those things. Sure. It's like, oh. And that's okay. Yeah. You know, it's, it's okay. That's We're taught to do that, so we're going to help you unlearn that. Kevin mm-hmm.
0: Peterson, the Chronic Hope Institute. For folks that want to get in touch with you and your organization, where do they need to go?
1: Well, if they just go straight to our website, chronichope.us. All right. And- we also have an Instagram page. We have Twitter. We have Facebook. You, We are everywhere.
0: You are, Kevin Peterson. Always good to talk with you. Thank you for being here on this Sunday afternoon. I'm Melissa Moore for Mile High Magazine. Go out, have a great day, and be kind to everyone.